Welcome back to another episode of Rewilding for Women, where we go into big mama practices around the full empowerment of self, peeling back the false layers, letting go of old patterning, and coming into authentic, fully aligned self. Um, I'm pretty excited for this episode. Uh, it was a live stream in our Facebook group again, and it comes on the tail of Mystery School. So in Australia, there's a group of women diving into rewilding Mystery School, and it's a six-month really deep dive journey into opening up to the mysteries within, opening up to the soul gifts, the purpose, the big mama magic that's wanting to pour through all of us. Uh, we did a really powerful, powerful, powerful session on our last day around the union of the divine masculine and the divine feminine within. So this really was, you know, we can't unlock our full power until we work both, right? We are all both and we express to different degrees and in different places. But really, when we're looking at coming into the fullness um, of self. It's looking at the relationship to not just all parts of the feminine, all faces of the feminine, but all faces of the masculine. Um, and where where are we hurt? Where are we holding rage? Where are we holding grief? Um, what's our view around the patriarchy? How is that holding us back? Right. So how is this this these views and these feelings um, holding us back? Maybe from coming into our fullness around relationships, our fullness around sex, our fullness around our purpose, our gifts, our our ability to raise our children, all of these things. So I love this episode. It's a little bit fiery um, and, and I apologize for that. <laughs> but I invite you um, to take what, uh, what opens you, what awakens you, even maybe some of the stuff that might rub you wrong or, or anger you. Sometimes that's the most opening and most awakening thing. Um, but again, with everything, always putting everything to the fire. What's true for me? What's true for me? What's true for me? What's true for me? Um, so without further ado, enjoy the episode. I had no idea that we were going to do a live stream today. We just did a five-day, really, really intense. This was our longest retreat ever. Um, hi, gorgeous Nicole. Hey, I'm just talking about mystery school. Uh, Nicole was there over this five-day retreat. So not only was this our longest um, event that we've ever done, it was also... Um, a group who has been doing rewilding for a long time. It's a group that has sat in circle together. It's a group that has built a lot of trust, um, has gone to really high heights, as well as some of those really, really, really deep, deep hidden places within self. So, um, so I'm sharing this because, uh, that's why I didn't know if I was going to be able to do a live stream this week. <laughs> You just never know uh, what recovery is like after being in that energy. So even if I wasn't facilitating, just being in that sort of energy, that intensity of energy for five days, um, who knows? But what I want to do in today's live stream is I want to bring a little bit of what we did into our main Facebook group or the podcast if you're listening to this on a podcast, or YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube. I want to try and bring in um, 
some of the big potent energy that we worked in, that we danced in, that we opened to, um, that brought us insights, that initiated us into certain things, that awakened us to different things, that um, allowed us to release different things. And I want to talk about this with respect to the divine masculine. Now that was just a tiny, teeny, teeny component of what we did over this five-day event, but this is the one that feels most relevant to bring back with me to open it up into our group. So some of the things don't feel right to energetically open and allow into a space that's not as um, protected, that doesn't have as strong of a container. So obviously we're in a group with 11,500 women. It's a little bit different and intentions are very different in our main Facebook group and you feel the differences. So if you've ever been in a rewilding workshop, you'll feel the energetics are extraordinarily different when you're in a workshop because the intentions that everyone holds when they come to a workshop are very different than just sometimes randomly joining a Facebook group. You know, some there are some women in our Facebook group who are here and their intention is like, hey, I just want to get my name out there. Well, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that if you're coming on a five-day intense rewilding retreat, you're not coming just to get your name out there. See how that's so, so different? So not everything feels right to bring back and to open up into our group. But what does feel really right to bring back and to open up into our main group here, or even publicly if we're not even in a group, um, onto the podcast is this beautiful opportunity that we all have right now to see things that we have not seen before, especially with regards to masculine, patriarchal, anything less than beautiful perfection in our connection to him, to the divine masculine. Um, so you're probably feeling, or you might be feeling this, um, some of these things might start to, to, to bubble up and some of them are bubbling up in different ways. So on a very physical level, here's an interesting one on a very physical level, I've heard a lot of women talking about back aches, right? My back, my back is aching my spine, like, and this is abnormal. It's not like I've done extra hard workouts or I'm getting my period or something. This is like abnormally like back is hurting. This is very linked to Saturn. So oftentimes when we have back pain, it's very, very much linked to Saturn energy or old patriarchal, very structured. Saturn is, is father time, Lord of karma, right? Do you get this feeling of him? He's an expression of pure, pure divine masculine. But until we get to that level, he also represents Structures that hold us back, old structures around father, old structures around religion, old structures around family patterning, right? Old structures around corporate and how corporate works. Basically, these old patriarchal, um, very rigid. Do you see how my hands are? Right? Like these very rigid st structure and like, eh, I'm stuck in this box. Eh, how do I break out of this thing? So oftentimes how that physically shows up can show up in a lot of different ways, but this is just a real common one is backaches. 
um, can show up, of course, in a thousand other ways, but can very much show up in our relationships with our fathers, with our grandfathers, with our uncles, with our brothers, with our partners. So can very, not just men in our lives, can also show up in relationship to women in our lives who hold a more masculine energy uh, that polarizes us into our feminine. So can be a boss, like around any of that sort of feel to it. So if you're feeling like relationships are really like, what the hell is going on here? Or, or sex has gotten weird or disinterested in sex or a lot of times womb, womb stuff like hips, hips tightening, like womb, womb is wanting to like break out of like that hip structure, right? Like the hips want to be able to move and dance and shift and open. Like it's almost like they want to crack open, um, uh, it reminds me of this like really cool chiropractic thing where you crack, you can, you physically crack. Um, if anybody's a chiropractor, maybe leave a comment here cause I'm going to totally botch this up. Or even if you're not a chiropractor and you just understand what this is, there's a thing where you can, um, you press, like you take your knees and you press really hard and it like cracks, um, uh, readjusts the alignment of the pelvis, right? It's opening things. So those can be other physical things that are going why am I talking about this, right? You might be like, okay, great, Sabrina, you're giving us all these physical things because you may not know what the hell is being asked of you. You may not know, like, what is this? What, what, why? What is this? So the more that we're aware of these things, the more that we can work with them. Astrologically, and you don't have to believe in astrology at all. We always talk about that. It doesn't matter if you don't believe in astrology. That's totally cool. But for me, how I live my life and how I feel things and how a lot of other people live their lives is um, as above, so below, right? What is without is also within. So astrologically, if these things are happening, um, it's happening in me. So astrologically, there's this massive opportunity to work with this old sludge, work with some of these old, uh, the rage that sits within the feminine, the disappointment that sits within the feminine around not being met, right? Not, not being met on every level by the masculine. Where has he not felt me? Where has he not seen me? Where can he not dance with me? Where can he not hold me? That's a really big one for us is I don't believe you can hold me in my allness. So as the feminine, we are life force itself. Life force itself is a pretty big fucking force. When that starts to roll through you, when you open up all those doors of Shakti, you are a force to be reckoned with. There's a great analogy um, that a lot of people use to describe masculine and feminine. Masculine is like a ship, right? So like a big ship on the ocean and it's, it's driving, it's, it's, in a, it's going in one direction. It has a place that it wants to get to. It's going from point A to point B, right? And it can steer and it can navigate and it has a, a plan. It has somewhere that it's trying to get to. Um, so they oftentimes feel that as, as it, it's, this is one analogy. This is just an analogy. If this doesn't work for you, throw it out the window, right? So they say that's the masculine. The feminine is the ocean that it is on. So when you just want to compare 
the sheer raw power and energetics of things, when you're looking at this from a tantric perspective, okay, who's got more, who's got more raw life force? Who's got more raw power, more raw ability to destroy? The feminine, the feminine, a thousand times more. So even very masculine men who want to create something, why do men have muses? Why do artists have muses? Because that is the Shakti that fuels the boat, right? Do you see that? They are actually like, I want you to be my muse because I, I get fueled by the Shakti, the life force, because it is so much more potent and so much more powerful. Now I can steer with my paintbrush, I can, that's how I steer. So I'm still a ship steering, but this is what's, it's the wind, it's the force of the, um, of the currents that's moving me, right? Do you see this? So, so for us coming back to our relationship with the masculine in day-to-day life, like why do relationships suck? Why does my sex suck? Why do I not trust the masculine? Why have I never felt fulfilled in relationship? Why do I never feel met? Why can we not go to the emotional depths that I want to go to, right? So let's bring this back to reality and why you might want to listen to this um, is, is we come to this place of, can you hold me? Can you hold me in my allness? So if I open up all of these doors, will you be able to meet me? Will you still love me? There's a big one. There is a huge one. Ding, 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 ding. That should be setting off alarm bells everywhere. Will I still be safe and secure? Because also part of the masculine is they provide this beautiful protection. That's just part of masculine energy is they hold this space. So another way of looking at masculine feminine is uh, masculine is the atmosphere. And the feminine is all of the weather patterns, right? I'm the tsunami. I am the beautiful rain shower. I'm the rainbow. I'm the nice sunny sky. But the masculine does the holding in the atmosphere. The masculine holds all of it and provides the protection of that, right? So like if you look at earth itself, the atmosphere, there's an ozone that protects. There's a protection. There's a container of love of non-judgmental love, of holding, and of protection. And so part of us as the feminine, we just naturally feel safe, secure, and loved. We crave that, right? If, you, if you're not craving that, you're just denying a part of stuff. We crave to feel safe, we crave to feel secure, and we crave to feel loved. Oftentimes the masculine can provide that, but oftentimes it's not healthy, right? So like barely anybody on this planet understands that we have a lot of distortions around this, a lot of projections, a lot of, well, I'll get into a whole nother thing if I start going into that. Um, But if we go back to this being met, it's the, I may lose love if I show this part of myself, which is like, our juicy, potent, dark goddesses, or our erotic, glorious um, lover faces that will like initiate this man into becoming the tantric god that you're asking him to be. But we're still in this place of fear of loss of love, safety, and security. 
So, <clears throat> so, um, so coming up against that is an interesting, is an interesting place to be. It's like, uh, the chicken before the egg, right? <laughs> so the chicken before the egg, like who's going to make the move first? Well, I don't know. Why not be the person to make the move first? Why wait? Why wait? Um, you might be thinking like, Serena, what the hell does that mean? Well, why not you trust first? Why not you open first? Why not you believe he's going to love you despite opening up this part of yourself? Why not allow those walls to come down? Why not allow him to penetrate you with his divine masculine love? Why, why not? Why not be the one to make the first move? Why not? <laughs> Why? Instead of asking the question, why should I, I think this is the shittiest thing that people say. Why, why, should, why should I be the first one to make that move? Then keep living the life you're living. Go for it, because nothing's going to change. Nothing is going to change. So in our group, I read some amazing posts. Um, Hannah shared an absolutely glorious post around this. Masculine, feminine Hannah was on our five-day retreat, so you can hear what some of the women who are actually like speaking from that field that we were standing in, right? That energetic field that we stood in. So Hannah shared something beautiful. Shandu shared a beautiful post. And also Louise shared a really beautiful post that's really um, very tangible, like really raw, really vulnerable, really open about her real life and her real relationship with her man. So please read that. It's incredibly inspiring and it is her, it's just beautiful. It will crack you open. Um, how simple, how absolutely simple it is. So here's something that I want to share with you just as a little practice, right? So I know that we don't do a whole lot of practices in here um, because practices, when we say that we're going to do the work, it's like a, I need your hand up to say, hey, Sabrina, I'm ready to deep dive. I'm, I'm ready to do the work. I'm, I'm in. Um, and so when you say yes to coming to a workshop, that's you saying, yes, I'm in. When you say, yes, I'm coming on intensive, I'm coming to mystery school, that's you putting like two hands up saying, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> um, but I do want to do a little bit of just an offering here. Um, by the way, um, for those of you who are wanting to do the work but have found it hard to get to live events, because that's kind of all that we've had, we've done one online retreat. I know many of you did it, and it was beautiful, the openings um, that we had. But inner membership is going to open, so inner circle will open, and that's, that's a way of you saying, yes, I want to do this work. I want to work on a different archetype every single month with you, Sabrina. Like, yes, I want to be in that private group with you, Sabrina. Yes, I want to do this work. I don't want to just listen to podcasts all my life. I actually want to experientially go into things. I want to do the work on myself. I am ready to peel back the layers. I am ready to see the truth of who I am. I've got my hand up. So that's happening this month, right? We're in November. It's happening this month. So by the end of November, we'll be doing our first deep dive together. So each month will be a different archetype. But here's just really quickly um, something that you can do. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, I'm sorry, you won't be able to see the symbol I'm showing you. Um, but those of you who are here in the live stream, like this is Mars. So just feel what 
comes up in your system when you just feel into this energy. So those of you listening on the podcast, this is the God of War. This is a very fiery sign. Um, this is a very, I want to claim you. I want to take you. I want to break through any barriers um, without even asking permission, right? Like this is a pretty in-your-face masculine energy and can bring up a whole lot of stuff for us women. So this is one that every single woman needs to work with in some form or fashion. Doesn't have to be archetypally can show up as like the embodiment of Mars is your partner and you do your work tantrically with him. Um, or well, there's a lot of different ways, but this is just one way is to work. Arch- we bring in the pure essence of that archetypal energy. What does your system do? Where does it take you? What it, what rubble does it take you to? Or what opening or what awakening does it take you to? Or what union does it take you to? Okay, so here's another one. Um, this is Eros. So this is God of love. So you can see, like, it reminds you of Cupid. He became a Cupid, um, which is like a super watered-down version of Eros. But Eros is this adolescent masculine archetypal energy. So when you start to work in the purity of Eros energy, what does that bring up for you? It's, it's oftentimes bring up, brings up those little weak men that could never hold your full potency. Those very immature, um, like sexually distorted men, like, mm, I just want to get in your pants and have like a good fun roll in the hay, like that real immature adolescent. So this is an adolescent energy of masculine. What does that bring up for you? Um, okay, so then finally, dun dun dun, the big baddie who you basically will work with this energy, whether you're conscious of it or not, for the rest of your life, because it's Saturn and he's a big one and he's not going anywhere. Um, he's just not, so maybe that's a better place to hold him. But um, for those of you watching the video, who, what does this remind you of? What comes up in your body? What do you feel? For those of you who have just tuned in or those listening on the podcast, when I talked about Saturn, I talked about those old patriarchal structures. So even not looking at the symbol, what comes up for you when I say religious structure that you grew up in or that you live in now? When I say societal conditioning around men versus women, masculine versus feminine, what gets brought up for you? When I say structure, patterning, old rigidity around family and where the men stand in the family versus where the women stand in the family, what gets brought up for you? Uh, Anything around What's the word that I want to say? I don't want to say boss, but I want to say uh, some sort of authoritarian uh, type energy, what gets brought up for you. So those are, those are all like real Saturn type things. But it's such a good time to be working in this energy. So for the women who just did, uh, just did the mystery school, the five days here in Australia... We went to places that I have never, ever, 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 ever seen a group go to. Never have I ever. And we have done four-day work retreats. We journeyed six months together, and we were not able to get to this place um, of, of sight, of place to release. Never, ever have we gotten anywhere near the things that we were able to get near. Not just the letting go of old wounds, of the rage. It's all real, right? Like, we're angry for a reason. 
We have been oppressed for how many years? The feminine has been negated. Her powers have been hidden because we used to get burnt on the stake for them. So there's a reason. I'm not saying that there isn't a reason that we're pissed off or there isn't a reason we've hidden things or there isn't a reason we're grief-filled. How many of our babies, not just in this life, but how many of our babies have been taken from us? Um, right? Like we're grief-filled for lots of reasons. But there's an opportunity to get past that. So to not sit in it or wallow in it, to honor it, it needs to be honored. It needs to be honored. We are at a place in our society where it needs to be honored. This shit's still happening in our world. I'm not dumb, I'm not blind to the fact that there are still like women who their genitals are being mutilated and they're being raped just at any man's will. I'm not dumb to those facts. I am not at all dumb to those. But I'm challenging us to to honor it, to see it, to rage it out, to grieve it out, but to get past that place, to get past that place, not just for the sake of being in a relationship with a man, to get past that place of hating that part of ourself. Because if I hate that part in my man, you better believe I hate that part in me. Do you see what I'm saying? If I hate it out in the world, I am hating that in myself. If I am angry at that part of it, right? That which is without is also within as above, so below. Um, so until I can move past that, I'll never be fully me. I'll never fully open up to my potency. I'll never fully open up to the divine union. I'll never fully understand. I'll never fully understand myself. I'm not even saying that this is just about coming into beautiful relationship with somebody or having a great relationship with your father or your brother or your son, right? You might be at a place where you are so pissed off at men, but think about your son. How often do you accidentally or unconsciously emasculate your son because you're actually shit scared of the power that the masculine holds? Let me just ask that question one more time. How often do you emasculate your son unconsciously? Unconsciously. Because you don't want him owning those full powers. Because one, you don't understand them. Two, they may have raped you because they were distorted. Three, all of that stuff, right? So feeling, feeling into that, like even if feel into a masculine that you love. So if you're sitting at me here and you are fucking angry at Sabrina, you go ahead and you be angry at me. And that is fucking awesome. I don't care. I carry a lot of projections and that's cool. You can be so angry at me that I'm saying or I'm asking or, um, yeah, that I'm, I'm asking us to honor the rage, honor the grief, but to move past it. You can be so angry with me. You can think that I am so full of shit, but find a man in your life that you fucking love. Sometimes it's your son. Sometimes it was grandfather. Sometimes it was great grandfather. Sometimes there is not even a single man in your life that you love. Well, you better find something that's masculine that you love. Because if you don't, you're going to be in real big pain for the rest of your life. Even if you find a tree and you find a tree and it's in the shape of a phallus. Right? And you're going like, wow, that is the most masculine goddamn tree I've ever seen in my life. And I love the shit out of that thing. Love the tree. I don't care. But find a masculine symbol. Right? So symbolically, it could be Jesus. It could be Krishna. It could be Shiva. It could be the sun. 
It could be whatever. Find a masculine something that you can love and that you can believe the divine runs through it. We're over here standing in the feminine asking that our men love the divine feminine in us the divine feminine in all of her faces, right? I am asking that men can love my dark goddess. That is the scariest energy for a man. The scariest energy for a man to love. Scary. That is the destructive tsunami that wants to destroy the boat that he's in. That is scary shit, but I'm asking him for that. I am begging him. I'm begging him. Baby, please find a way to hold me in this. I better be doing my work also so that I'm not spewing nastiness on him. I need to purify her, right? I need to derubble her. So I'm asking him to do the same. But when I start to derubble my masculine parts and I start to shift my relationship with my masculine parts, you better believe that your whole, every man in your life changes. Every man in your life changes. I have watched every relationship with every man in my life totally shift, totally shift. They're not in fucking workshops. They're not, like, can you imagine me asking my dad, hey, hey, dad, you want to come to a rewilding workshop? My dad would go, Sabrina, what am I going to do in a workshop? (laughs) They do it differently. They do it differently. Um, So I'm asking you, find, find a masculine something, either it be your son and you start to see the divine masculine in him, or it be a tree, or it be a symbol, or a statue, or one of the archetypal energies. Find one. And start to work with it, right? The other thing is not to dishonor the amount of rage, the amount of fear, the amount of grief that sits in us, right? And it is not just from this personal lifetime of yours. It's from the collective, right? It's from our ancestral um, absorption. It's the stuff we've psychically absorbed. It's what we came into this life with. It doesn't have to be karma. You don't have to believe in karma, but you basically came in with an energetic backpack on. Well, whatever is in that energetic backpack around how you feel about the masculine. Ladies, this is some really hard shit. This is really hard shit. Really fucking hard shit. I tried to teach tantric practices in um, in this five-day retreat, I could not even teach tantric practices because I would be dishonoring the energy of it because this is the work to tantric practices. This, the, you, we need to do this work to even get close to that. I see so much tantric shit out there. I get really fired up about this. I have, um, it's so distorted because we haven't done the work to get there. Um, there's this beautiful couple who has, um, who has, help to support rewilding for men and women workshops. So we've done men and women workshops. This beautiful couple, um, she also has done mystery school and intensive and has done a lot of work in rewilding. And they have this, the uh, one of the most glorious tantric relationships that I've seen. And I don't just want to say tantric from a perspective of like, wow, they must be having really great sex. It's this honoring equality of the masculine and the feminine and the dance of them and honoring the polarities of them, but honoring the equality of, of it. Um, and when we were speaking about it, um, somebody asked the question, what practices can I do 
to come into this tantric relationship? What practices can I do for myself or with my partner to come into a tantric relationship, to deepen, to go to these places that I read about or hear about and have these big awakenings and these wild, crazy orgasms and, and this connection where I feel connected to a man on like every level, right? Every soul level. I feel met emotionally. I feel met spiritually. I feel met physically, uh, mentally, all of those. Um, what is the one practice that you can recommend? <laughs> what does she say? See your shadow, work your shadow, own your shadow. There's another woman who has a gorgeous tantric relationship with her, her man. Same exact answer. Work your shadow. What's the thing that I say? Work your shadow, own your shit. Open up to all of the Shakti within you, all five faces of the feminine, every thread of the dark goddess. Open up to her, right? Open up to every thread of the lover. See every bit that you've ever hidden from him, from you, from him, from the world, right? Work the shadow. I can't even start to talk. I, I see these tantric things. I've been in tantric shit before. It is. It disgusts me. Disgusts me. Um, because of the, the amount of distortion in there. The facilitators, most facilitators have not even done enough of the work to be holding that space. Um, you see even some of these enlightened gurus. There are, do you see how angry I get? There are even these like so-called enlightened gurus who teach in the tantric space and have used tantric practices and the polarities and the gods and the goddesses for spiritual enlightenment. Even they had the distortions in there, right? And they've got a lot of power. They've got a lot of juice. The whole world's tripping over themselves around these people, but they are distorted because they still haven't done the work. It's still, bleh, right? If you think about it collectively, this is like one of the worst. It's the worst. Sex, sex, money, power, ego. That is opposite to what we're doing here. That is absolutely opposite to it. So this is going to be one of the hardest places to work. And I say to every woman, we've been doing a lot of um, divine union workshops. I say to every woman, like, hey, just because you've done like a weekend workshop, this is a lifelong journey. This is I've I've been working these polarities for years and 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 years. And there's still beautiful stuff opening up. There's still, I'm still derubbling. Like, I'm here, like, we're gonna derubble until we're dead or until we have become like light be up. I don't even know, right? Like, whatever. You're fucking human. You're having this human life. You're gonna keep derubbling. Um, so, yeah, there's so much potency here. And I promise you, like, this isn't just about relationships. It's not just about sex. Your creativity is locked up in here. Your soul gifts are locked up in here. Your soul purpose is locked up in here. The way you raise your babies is locked up in here. The way you treat your mom, your father, your sister, your brother is locked up in here. There is so much more locked up in here other than having good sex or having a good relationship with your partner. It's also manifesting is locked up in here. You need the masculine and the feminine to manifest anything in the world. I know I talk about these vision boards, right? How long has that fucking mansion been on your vision board and you can't make it happen? Well, sort your shit out, right? Like come into full power so that there aren't these sabotaging bits. Anything that's hidden is sabotaging, right? The rubble, that rubble, 
is sabotaging. It's just unconsciously sabotaging. Your mind just doesn't know that it's doing it. So you may be working towards the mansion or this career or this health. It might be a health goal. Let's say it's a health goal. Well, you can't work through it because there's a part of you that, that that's totally sabotaging every time you get anywhere near it. But your, your mind doesn't know because it's sitting, it's sitting in your womb, right? Maybe this like dense ball of rubble is sitting in your womb. Um, and it's like the rage and the grief and the anger at the masculine. So every time you try and manifest, that anger, rage, and grief is actually pissed off because your Mars is trying to make something happen. And you're like, oh, I fucking hate that part of me. <sighs> Do you see what I'm saying? Do you get it? Right? Or, yeah, that's the best way of saying it, right? Like, your Mars comes up and your Mars wants to, like, bust through some walls. Bust through. Make shit happen. That's what Mars does. But there's a part of you that actually fucking hates that. Hates that part of the masculine. Hates it. So every time you get close to making something happen in your life, you don't even know. Why? Why can't I make anything happen? Why do I, why, why? I'm stuck here. I'm stuck. Right? You hear this all the time. I'm stuck. Nothing's happening. I have all these dreams and things I want to do, but I can't make anything happen. Well, because you're sabotaging right? every time. No, I hate that part of me. I hate that part of me. I don't trust. I don't trust that part of me because I don't trust that part of the masculine. Huge. Huge. All right, my dear friends. Um, I love you. Uh, I know that this was like a, maybe more of a scathing kind of live stream. Um, there's just so much here, right? There is, there is so much here. There's so much potential here. There's so much juiciness here. There's so much that I want to show you. Uh, there's so much I want to open our circle to. I can only go so far on public podcasts. I can only go so far in this big big public, beautiful circle that we have. Um, uh, there's so much more that I want to give you. Uh, and sometimes I get really fired up about that. <laughs> so if this sounded like it was scathing or a bit fiery, um, take, take the parts that maybe cracked you open or, or lit something up in you or enlivened something or made you think about something and then just have the other stuff sit for a little bit in a box over here and you might be ready for it someday or maybe never it will never resonate so always holding everything to your own fire your own internal fire what's true for me always always even you know whatever i'm saying whatever any anybody is saying um hold it to your own fire uh where is this for me um so yeah um i wish you all like all the love and happiness and joy in the world but getting there we've got takes a little bit, Take, takes us, takes some stuff to get to that place. So I would love, um, yeah, I will, I will keep doing these. I will keep doing live streams. I will keep showing up in our Facebook group. I will keep showing up on podcasts. Um, I'm going to do more. You probably heard me say this before. I'm going to do more. I'm going to make it easier for us to work together. I'm going to make it easier for you to do the work, not just listen to what the work is. Um, so one of those is what I talked about, the inner circle. That's a way to work with me from anywhere in the world, monthly, um, diving into those art. That's a way to work. That's a way to do the big stuff. Um, and of course, the events and all that other stuff that we've got going on. But there's a big one in Sedona, by the way. I should mention that. There's a really big... I shake like this because it's over the eclipse. 
So if any of you have ever worked in eclipse energy, leave a comment now because eclipse energy is massive. Eclipse energy is like lightning bolts of awakening being thrown at us. So you probably know that, but especially when you open to these energies that are a part of the eclipse, which is what we're doing, um, it's massive. It's like doing five workshops in one. Oftentimes because it's so big, the doors are just so open. We are so open. Um, so there's a huge potential to do some big work in Sedona at the two-day workshop that we just locked in. So if you go to the website, rewildingforwomen.com, click on events, and you'll see that event in Sedona come up. I'm pretty excited, really excited to work in that energy and at that venue because it feels really, really supportive. Okay, I love you all. Thank you all for being here on this random pop-up live stream. Um, have an awesome, 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 awesome week, and I'll probably do random pop-up live streams from now on, because uh, sticking to the schedule is really tough. <laughs> so I'll probably do it this way. Each week is my plan, is to just, when the energy's there, uh, when things are feeling right, to just hop on and do a live stream. Okay, I love you all so much, and I'll figure out the comments next time. I will figure out the comments so this can be interactive, because this sucks. Like, I'm sad, I'm sorry. If you left me a comment and I didn't read it or I didn't see it, I haven't been able to because I don't know what Facebook did or what I did with the settings. I have no idea. So I'll try and sort that out for all of you. Okay. I love you so much. I'll see you next week.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Rewilding for Women where we talk about empowerment. We open up to practices that will take us into our depths but open us to our fullness. So this episode I'm really excited to do. It was inspired by the 500 new women who just joined our Facebook group over the last week. So the episode is, what is rewilding for women? But when I talk about rewilding, I never want to just explain it using words. It's easier for me to 